I praise Allah whose remembrance causes faith to increase. And I praise Allah whose remembrance causes sins to decrease. I bear witness that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah, the one who delivers believers from difficulties to ease. And I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallama is Allah's final messenger with whom Allah is well pleased. Brothers and sisters, Tonight, insha'Allah ta'ala, we start a series of lessons about remembering Allah Azza wa Jal. And we will find out that the task of remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is very all-encompassing. It penetrates and it involves every aspect of our lives. So let us together tonight discover a little bit about what it means to remember Allah. Loving something results in remembering that thing. That is a rule. Loving something results in remembering whatever you are loving, whether it's a matter or a person or an idea. And that is so because love happens when the image of the beloved dwells in the heart of the lover in a way that generates joy. Therefore, a lover may say to his beloved wife, you are in my heart. That does not mean the person is in the heart of that person, but it means the image, the knowledge about the beloved are etched in the heart of the lover, so he retains facts, remembers, and mentions, and speaks about his beloved. That is the reality of remembrance. And with that being the case, a person who has the image of money etched in his heart, he speaks, talks, mentions, and remembers what? Money. And that is a reality. Some people always they speak about day and night. Money, money, we did this, we made that, we made so much money, a big deal here, a big deal there. A person who has the image of cars etched in his heart, remembers, speaks, talks, and mentions, what? Cars. You find some people, all they talk about is cars. And that person, previous person might be a male, and this person might be a female. So we want to involve everybody tonight. A person who has the image of clothing etched in his or her heart, mentions, speaks, talks about, what? Clothing. So that is the idea. Now, a person who has the description of Allah etched in his heart, mentions, speaks, talks about Allah. That is remembering Allah. So building intimate closeness with Allah starts with knowing Allah. Knowing our God. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not leave it up to us whether we want to know Him or not. He commanded us to know Him. He said in 47.19 فَعْلَمْ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ Know that there is no true God except Allah. That is a command from Allah. 
Know that there is no deity worthy of worship and adoration except Him. And no one is characterized with the qualities of perfection except Him. And no one is described with the qualities of veneration except Him. Therefore ascribe to Him absolute oneness. He is the only Lord. And He is the one and the only one worthy of worship. And He is the one and the only one who has perfect names and attributes. See, the names of Allah are a true reflection of His reality. Unlike our human names are not a true reflections of our reality. A person might be named Kareem. What does Kareem mean? Generous. And he might be the most miserly person. So his name is not a reflection of his reality. A person might be named Shuja'. What does Shuja'. means? Brave. And he might be a cowardly individual. So our names are for identification purpose. But the names of Allah are not for identification purpose. They are for identification purpose, but they are a true reflection of the reality of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this knowledge of Allah is like a tree that produces all kinds of good fruits. On the other hand, ignorance is like an evil tree that produces all kind of evil, harmful, poisonous, and bitter fruits, such as disbelief, oppression, aggression, immorality, debauchery, and dissoluteness. And all the qualities that Allah disparaged in the Quran are the fruits of the ignorance tree. Whereas all the qualities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praised in the Qur'an are the fruits of the knowledge tree. The tree of knowing Allah azza wa jal. The idea is, brothers and sisters, Allah is good and holy. And the more we know of Him, the more we become good and pious. That is the basic idea. Allah is good and holy. The more we know of Allah, the more we become good and pious. And since this knowledge is very important, Allah made Himself known to humanity. See, Allah is neither mysterious nor capricious. He is evident. That does not mean we will be able at any point of time to comprehend the divinity of Allah in totality. That is above our finite minds. But Allah is neither mysterious nor capricious. Allah made Himself known in His own words and in the statements of His beloved Messenger, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Allah in His book revealed Himself to humanity. He characterizes Himself with the attributes of mercy, goodness, forgiveness, forbearance. So your expectation for salvation is strengthened. Your hope is substantiated and your desire to enter paradise is intensified. Also Allah characterizes Himself with the attributes of justice. 
punishment, a retaliation. So your fear from him is increased. And your false sense of assurance receives a reality check. Also, Allah Azza wa Jal characterizes himself with the attributes of awe, glory, veneration, and greatness. So your total submission to Allah manifests itself as your ignorance and my ignorance vanishes. And knowledge of Allah is like an acquisition. And when you acquire something, how do you feel about it? When you acquire something, how do you feel? Is yours, but also there is another feeling. When you acquire something, you feel joyful because you acquire it, it becomes yours. Likewise, when you acquire more knowledge of Allah Azza wa Jal, you feel more joy, more happiness, more peace, more goodness. And the more you know of your Lord, the more of Allah you have in your heart. The more you know of your Lord, the more of Allah you have of your heart, and the more you have of Allah in your heart, the better off you will be. And the more you love Him, and the more you become conscious of His presence above the throne, watching you, seeing you, hearing you, defending you, and caring for you. Therefore the Prophet ﷺ said this very important statement. He said, إِنَّ أَتْقَاكُمْ وَأَعْلَمَكُمْ بِاللَّهِ أَنَا I am the one who knows about Allah the most and I am the one who has the most taqwa. That's what the Prophet ﷺ said. I'm sure you've heard the term taqwa before, it's a part of our Islamic living. But I would like to share with you that the term taqwa is derived from the word wiqa, which means shield. When you are driving your car, in front of you there is the windshield. The word shield means wiqa, and the taqwa is derived from this root word wiqa. You practice taqwa, when you protect yourself from Allah's wrath through soliciting Allah's mercy by obeying His commands and avoiding prohibited practices. That is taqwa. And this taqwa is related to how much you know your Lord. Allah's Messenger Muhammad knows Allah the most, thus he has the highest level of taqwa. In order for you to grow in taqwa, you must grow in knowledge about Allah A person cannot grow in taqwa while not growing in knowledge about his Lord. Truly Allah revealed himself to humanity through previous messengers, but Allah revealed himself the most in the Quran and through the teaching of his final messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa And you grow in taqwa the more you grow in your knowledge about your Lord. And here is the case. Knowing Allah is a process, not an event. So it's not like boom, you know Allah and it's done. You say, أَشْهَدُ أَنَّ لَا إِلَهِ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَأَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا رَسُولُ اللَّهُ You know everything about Allah. Knowing Allah is a process, not an event. You grow in faith as your knowledge of Allah grows. You grow in taqwa as your knowledge of Allah expands. 
that means and this is a point of application for us you need to invest time efforts and resources to become more cognizant of your Lord and Maker you need to invest time efforts and resources and when Allah your Lord sees in your heart a sincere desire to know him to come close to him he will avail and reveal himself to you more so than you have expected because Allah says in the Quran about his slave when he comes to Allah walking Allah comes to him jogging Allah does not meet us halfway it's not like you have to go halfway no Allah does not meet us halfway all what you have to do is take the initial step show your resolve and dedication to want to know Allah be serious about it be committed to it and Allah will not meet you halfway if you come to Allah walking he comes to you jogging and once you start to discover your Lord your life will become one discovery after another and with each discovery you are coming closer to Allah with each discovery you say to yourself how come I lived my entire life not knowing this or that about my Lord your life becomes one discovery after another listen to this very important discovery you know that Allah describes Himself in the Quran as Ar-Rahman. That is repeated throughout the Quran so many times. Which means Allah wants you to know that He is Ar-Rahman, the Merciful. And also Allah describes Himself in the Quran, however, less often to be Al-Wadud. What does Al-Wadud mean? The loving. The loving. However, in one place in the Quran, those two names are coupled. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in 1190, and that is the speech of Shu'aib to his people. When Shu'aib wanted to invite his people to Allah, he wanted to introduce to them who Allah is. He said, my Lord is merciful, loving. Merciful, loving. Knowing that your Lord is unfathomably merciful, it brings to your heart a considerable level of comfort. And knowing that your Lord is loving, it brings to your heart a great deal of joy. But when you get those two names together and you put them in one sentence and you reflect on this sentence, you will come to a feeling that words cannot describe. Because knowing your Lord is merciful is one thing. Knowing your Lord that He is Wadud is another thing. But when you put those two names together in one sentence, and you reflect upon it, read it over and over again, you come to a realization that words cannot describe. This Quranic verse is in, in 1190. <laughs> Try to do this. Try to take this Quranic verse and read it over and over and over again. Not only read it by your lips, but read it over and over and over again until the truth of this Quranic verse takes hold of your heart. Recipitate to the deepest level of your soul. Say, my Lord is merciful, loving. My Lord is merciful, loving. 
And if your Lord is merciful, loving, and this truth takes hold of you, it's going to make out of you a merciful, loving individual. Now you are remembering Allah in application. Some people get old, and some people grow. And there's a difference between getting old and growing. Those who live the same year a number of times get old. Those who live the same year a number of times get old. And those who acquire more knowledge about their Lord as the years pass by grow in faith, piety and godliness. So we need to make a decision. We do not want to get old, we want to grow. Because simply, if this year and the year after that and the year after that, if our knowledge of Allah is stagnant, we are simply getting old. We are repeating the same year over and over and over again. We need to get out of this cycle and start growing. Every year should bring to us more knowledge of Allah. Become more cognizant of His reality. And when you go to the Qur'an and acquire true perception of Allah, you cannot help it for your body and mind to fall into prostration for His glory. And this is why when we read verses from the Qur'an, at some verses we need to make prostration. And the more you know of Allah, the more you will bring of Him into your heart and life. And the more you know of Him, and the more you practice godliness. And you can study the text describing Allah so much so that Allah's names and attributes become a scene that you can view with your heart's eye. And even though this is a reality within reach, many people in the midst of their busy lives forget or neglect to know their Lord. And some people lose their Lord in their search of fame, money, and prestige, only to find flame, misery, and failure. Have you seen lately anyone who lost his Lord looking for riches? When you see people walking in life aimlessly, brothers and sisters, those are the people who lost their Lord. And a person who loses his Lord does not find him on his side. And a person who does not find his Lord on his side will be consumed and devoured by Satan. He becomes a guaranteed casualty. Because Satan is after you. He is your enemy and he wants to bring you down. He wants to bring you down a sense of defeat, a sense of sadness, a sense of misery, a sense of anxiety, a sense of worry, a sense of self-pity. He mobilizes all of those feelings against you to bring you down. And without Allah defending you, you and I are guaranteed casualties. You want to be a guaranteed casualty? Say, no, I will not surrender to be a guaranteed casualty. I am a believer and Allah says, Allah defends those who believe. But you need to draw help and support from Allah to defend you. And what shall it profit a man to gain the wealth and the riches of this earth 
and lose his Lord. Is that a, a profitable thing to do? Allah Azza wa Jal says in the Quran in 30.15 قُلْ إِنَّ الْخَاسِرِينَ الَّذِينَ خَسِرُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ وَأَهْلِيهِمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ Say the true losers are those who lost themselves and their families on the day of resurrection. We do not want to be from these people. So we need to strive to be of the people who know their Lord. And knowing your Lord will not happen without a cost to you. It will cost you to know your Lord. Did you know that? It will cost you. It will cost you dedication, seriousness, commitment, time, and even wealth. But many people make a statement not in their expressions, not in their oral expressions, but they make a statement in their behavior. They say, well my Lord, well Allah, if knowing you takes foregoing my lazy seat and omitting some practices that I like to do, I'd rather not know you on a personal level, I'd rather just keep doing what I am doing. Many people are falling in that pitfall. So we need to be willing to pay the price to get the prize. The prize is knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So knowing your Lord will cost you time, effort and money. And it will acquire commitment and dedication. You need to forego some practices that you like to do in order to free up your time to know Allah azza wa jal. You need to rearrange your priorities and put at the top of those priorities, the top of the list, right, I need to know my Lord. I need to spend time in committing myself to know my Lord. To bring more of the Quranic text that describe my Lord into my heart. So you need to get into the Quran and then the truth of the Quran will get into you. If you do not get into it, it's not going to get into you. And getting into it requires of you time Commitment and dedication. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about the Quran that it is clear verses in the hearts of those who believe. Clear verses in the heart of those who believe. And you can give yourself an assessment test. For example, you can go to your room, imagine yourself standing before a group. They tell you, who do you worship? You say Allah. And they tell you, tell us about your Lord. And time yourself, how much you can talk about your Lord before you run out of ideas. If you run after five minutes, that means all what you know about your Lord is five minutes. If you can go on for ten minutes, that means you know about your Lord ten minutes. If you can go on and on and on and on, that means you have depth in your knowledge about your Lord. And that is a reality. You find people who are into something, they can talk about it. People who love cars, they can talk about cars on and on and on and on. People who know about something, they will be very powerful in speaking about it. Each one of us should know about Allah so much that we can talk about Allah for hours.
Not to say a few sentences and run out of ideas. Allah wants you to know Him on a personal level. Therefore, He did not leave it up to you, but He commanded you to know Him, and He made Himself accessible to you. So take Allah's command seriously for you to experience Allah in your life personally. Take Allah's command to know Him seriously for you to experience Allah in your life personally. The first step on the path of loving Allah is acquiring knowledge of His names and attributes. Allah wants us to love Him. But we cannot love something that is capricious, something that is mysterious, or something that we do not have an idea about it. Love and knowledge go hand in hand. Say, I love this person until I got married, and then love jumped outside the window. Love and knowledge go hand in hand. The more you know Allah, the more you will be able to love Him. And the same thing applies for Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa The more you know Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa the more you love Him. So the first step on the path of loving Allah is acquiring knowledge of His names, attributes, nature, what He does and what is not befitting for Him to do. Because we cannot accurately worship a vague and unknown and a mysterious God. And the less a person knows about Allah, the less feelings he will have about Him. That is the tragedy. And the more you know about Allah, the more feelings you will have about Him, and those feelings make you adore Him. Your perception of Allah forms your lifestyle. Your correct understanding of Allah alters your standard of living. It allows you to know what dependence on Allah means, internalize this knowledge and act upon it. It allows you to know what loving Allah means, internalize this knowledge and act upon it. It allows you to know what trusting Allah means, internalize this knowledge and act upon it. It allows you to know what fearing Allah means, internalize this knowledge and act upon it. It allows you to know what seeking Allah's help means, internalize this knowledge and act upon it. It allows you to know what Patience means internalize this knowledge and act upon it. It allows you to know what the gratitude is, internalize this knowledge and act upon it. It allows you to know what resting your hopes on Allah means, internalize this knowledge and act upon it. It allows you to know what sincerity means, internalize this knowledge and act upon it. Brothers and sisters, this is Islam. Islam is not only about ritualistic movements. Ritualistic acts of worship are important, but they're not the totality of Islam. There's something called theology, which is to know the doctrines. And there's something called just ritualistic act of worship. And there's something called faithiology. To know your faith and how your faith can be a driving power for you to come closer to Allah Azza wa Jal. 
Not only we need to focus on theology and ritualistic acts of worship, because those ritualistic acts of worship, if they are done devoid of loving, adoring, venerating, and being conscious of Allah, they are simply body motions. And body motions do not constitute worship in of themselves. And Allah places a desire for Himself in the heart of every human being. Every human being has a desire to go after Allah, to seek Allah, to know His Creator. And this desire for Him cannot be satisfied by materialistic acquisitions or by any knowledge. Allah created you and programmed you to fail if you do not become cognizant of Him. You are programmed to fail without Allah governing you. You are programmed to fail without knowing Allah Azza wa Jal. And thus, He placed in you the desire to seek after Him. And He made Himself accessible to you. And you attain your best when your heart is filled with love for your Lord. And the heart feels joy when it attains it is well-being status. And this well-being status is attained through knowing the Lord, the kind of knowledge that inherits His love. And when you love Allah, you will be speaking and remembering and talking about Allah. Because remember what we say, loving something results in remembering that thing. Whatever you love the most, you will be talking about the most. Whatever you love the most, you will be thinking about the most. And if we love Allah the most, and we love Allah the most, then we remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the most in our lives.